Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Kat. Hey, Tanya. You know, sometimes the stars align. (laughs) (laughs) We always appreciate it when it does. I know. Good so which topic stuff. are we talking about? We are talking about balance and not just standing on one foot kind of balance, but balance of our body and our mind. And, you know, at, you should never take balance for granted, but especially as we start to get older, like past 18, it's really important to maintain that mind-body balance. Because if you don't, then things start getting misaligned in your life. And sometimes you start uh, somersaulting down the wrong paths, maybe the wrong relationships, the wrong stressors, the wrong jobs. So keeping that life balance is kind of critical between health, physical health, mental health, spiritual health, like all all the things, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you and I can both attest to there have been times in our lives when we weren't in balance. What kinds of things were going wrong? <laughs> you know what? Anytime I have been out of balance, the wheels just come off in every aspect of my life. It is, it's just crazy how that happens. You know, the wheels do completely come off and things spiral out of control. I feel like that when I'm not very balanced overall, I literally am not balanced either. I I literally trip more. So to me, that's almost like God or life or the universe slapping me in the back of the head going, girl, come on. Yep. Like it 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 does literally like manifest in your physical (laughs) body. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. I mean, to the point of you and I both had cancer and my life was totally out of balance at that point. Yep. You know, yep. so could we all blame cancer on, you know, just being out of balance? Maybe. I blame, I blame cancer for everything. You, <laughs> you name it, I blame it. Well, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg cat? Was your life out of balance and that's what caused your cancer? I was out, it was pretty darn out of balance when I had cancer, before I had cancer. Pretty darn out of balance. I didn't know it though, because I was running so fast, like a little hamster on a hamster wheel. Oh yeah. Like that's just a thing though. It's, but it's like literally avoiding the imbalance that we're just Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm not going to pay attention to that imbalance. Mm -hmm. And so if I don't pay attention to it, then I'm just going to continue to say that everything okay it's a little bit like the coined response everything is fine oh I'm fine Mm -hmm. oh I'm fine but really are you fine or are you just saying (laughs) I know and a lot of times we have to take some time and this is the hard part take some time to kind of create a dialogue within ourselves to check in on all of that and who wants to do that it's work (laughs) we have to admit we might also have to admit that there are things that we know we're not doing to keep Mm -hmm. ourselves in balance too Mm -hmm. absolutely and you know, we don't want to look at that crap. Okay, no. no. It's easy. No, it's easier to throw on the rose-colored glasses and just mm-hmm. ignore it. Yeah. Yep. I do have some mind-body prescriptions that can kind of help us keep uh, create a positive feedback loop for our body. And our I love mind. that. Let's this... before maybe we jump into that though. Let's talk about ways we know that we are out of balance. Okay. So some of the ways 
at least I know in my body, when I know that I'm <laughs> out of balance, like we'll start from the basic needs. Like I am hungry when I know I shouldn't be hungry. I am irritable when there's really no good reason to be irritable, or mm-hmm. I am sad with unexplained reasons and or things as simple as bowel movements become irregular or mm-hmm. dis-ease starts to happen in the form of colds or continued sinus issues or headaches right? Like there's a lot of indicators in our body that tell us, hey, something, something's not working right now in your body. And so I'm going to just, me, the central nervous system is just going to do everything I can to fight off that imbalance and stuff gets stuck. And sometimes you can even find imbalances in places you don't expect them, like exercising way too much. You know, sometimes if your body is and your mind completely out of balance, you know, I mean, my go-to is, well, I need to work out more. So I will start exercising a lot more when I need to actually set my butt down and do some introspection. Yeah, totally. So here's the thing is like, you think about uh, imbalances, like in the chakras. Well, the same would be true for imbalances physically, mentally, and spiritually, that they can either be an under imbalance, like we're not doing something enough, or it can be an over imbalance, like an addiction where we're doing something more than we should be, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they show up in different ways, like, right? Usually those under imbalances show up as lethargy or, you know, feeling stuck in life or, you know, inability to move forward or to make change, you know, and then some of those over imbalances, like you talk about, we just get hell bent on something and we're like, well, we know it's going to fix it. So I'm just going to keep running down (laughs) that path and hope that eventually it gets is up to me, right? Mm-hmm. And we do Absolutely. it all the time, especially mm-hmm. pittos do it all the time. Yeah, it's part of our DNA, isn't it? <laughs> the overcorrectors. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what makes us so charming. So charming. <laughs> that's exactly it. And and so much so annoying to everyone around us at times. <laughs> you know, but besides the balance in our mind, there are so many balances in our body that and literal balances in our body. A lot of times I notice as a yoga instructor, yoga studio owner, I have people that will come to the studio that have vertigo or that even have age-related balance loss. And a lot of times, you know, because of balances in the inner ear being off, they struggle with balance. So, you know, a lot of the balance is literally physical, you know, not being able to stand up straight. You know, it just, you know, you hear a lot of people say, well, you know, my grandmother was doing great until she broke her hip and she went downhill from then. So it's important to keep our literal balance as well as our mental balance to yeah, keep for sure. healthier, to stay healthier. Yeah. And it's something that like you and I talk about on the mat all of the time, like, right, mm-hmm. creating stability in all of the foundations of our joints, creating stability mm-hmm. in our ankles to start, then our knees and our hips and, you know, making our way a body so that mm-hmm. we can provide that strong foundation, that really grounded stance, especially when we're doing asana on the mat. And we haven't even come to that. We've just been talking about just in general, you know, Mm -hmm. how 
imbalances show up in the body. But then you think about physical imbalances. We have students that come in all of the time who maybe are talking about, gosh, you know, like everything feels great. My poses all feel great on the right side. But when I try to do all my poses on the left side, they just look awkward or my hip hurts or my shoulder hurts, right? It's there's definitely what we call right-sided and left-sided imbalances too. Mm -hmm. Strengths and weaknesses that are, are, that are like literally forming in our bones and our muscles. Do you have a better side that you balance on? Like if you're doing, let's just say treat pose. Do you have a side that's better yeah. for you? Well, hundred percent. I mean, but you mm -hmm. look at my life I do too. and you look at the history of all of my injuries on my knees and my hips mm -hmm. and, you know, and all of my injuries being left-sided. How is that not imbalanced? I mean, right there, it's a, it's a clear indicator mm -hmm. that I was, you know, running down a path and I was either leading with my right foot too much or leading with my left foot too much. Mm -hmm. Like that's just how my life is. And so sure, when I go to balance now, ironically, my weak leg is my stronger balance leg. Mm -hmm. wow. But it's because okay. I've spent so much time doing PT on it and really mm -hmm. working the cursory muscles on it. Yeah. Well, my right foot always hurts for various reasons, but I can, so I can balance so much better on my left foot. Yeah. And I, I do find that interesting in how, because you have worked so hard in physical therapy to strengthen your weak side, that that's now your strong side. Yeah. Oh, I always yeah. tell my Very husband, cool. I'm like, it's weird because now my good knee is my bad knee, you know, like, <laughs> and that's just how it is. Like, and by good knee, uh -huh. I just mean it's only been op operated on one time, not seven times, right? Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Do you want to talk about some yoga poses that are good for balance? Yeah, a hundred percent. Let's talk about it because I think it's important to bring up that we're, we're going to talk about balance postures that are really good for creating strength in our ankles and our knees, literally for physical balance, but that how energetically those poses actually bring us back to center in our central nervous system and back in balance in life too. So it's full mm -hmm. circle. No, completely. And you know, that old saying, you've got to use it or lose it. And I really believe that a lot about balance um, because we often get into ruts where we quit doing things that we used to do when we were children and not even just children, but even younger adults. So we, a lot of times quit, you know, hopping through the house on one foot because who does that as a cool 15 year old? But, you know, we, I have a lot of times in classes, I'll ask the class, how many of them sit on the floor regularly? And a lot of them can't because they can't balance well enough to get up out of the floor or they don't have the strength in their legs to. I do challenge them a lot just to practice standing on their foot if they're in the grocery line at the store and kind of a little discreet uh, tree pose and to keep working on that. But, you know, mountain pose is, and it's funny to consider that a balanced pose, but when you think about it, when we're babies, we can't stand up. We had to learn all those supporting muscles. We had to learn how to stand to balance ourselves, And it's so funny how I talk about we're going to work on balance and I start with that. People always look at me like I'm crazy. But when you close your eyes and stand in mountain pose, all of a sudden you feel those subtle shifts in your body and you feel the tightening and the supporting of the muscles that are keeping you there. Whereas when our eyes are open, we don't really feel that that much. 100%. I always tell people that a good Tadasana is harder than any other pose. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. I've never told them that, but I'm going to because that's true. It you is. Know? And you have to have a good Tadasana. 
Tadasana to get to go to those other standing poses because if you don't have a great foundation, the the wheels, as we've said before, the wheels come off. So some other poses that I like when I do balance classes are tree pose, which that kind of goes without saying. One-legged big toe, and I do so many modifications for one-legged big toe. So even people that can't reach their toe, they can at least hold their hold on to their hamstring and pull that knee up. Um, Eagle pose. A lot of times I have people, and I've been playing standing on blocks a lot last week in class, but I have them even just stand in mountain pose on blocks. And of course, I have those unblocks that have that arch, so that makes it even harder to stand on. But standing on blocks, trying to move from like a one-legged big toe to an eagle, trying to put some some combination of balance poses together. I Um, love that because anytime we're moving within balance mm -hmm. means that not only can we not stack muscles and bones, but that we actually have to activate the cursory muscles of the capsules of like the ankle and the knee. So we really have to be mindful when we're moving, right? Mm -hmm. That sometimes we're moving our dristy. Sometimes, you know, we're, we're taking a lot with us. So we have to be fully aware and fully present because the minute you lose presence of mind, (laughs) you also lose your balance. Yeah. And you are down. Yeah. And if if it's not face plant Friday, you don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Or tiptoe Friday, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, Another one that I find extremely difficult for uh, it. I have to very focus when I'm teaching this one in class because it does, it is a harder balance for me personally, but I watch even my advanced people fall over if they're not fully into the moment is revolve crescent because crescent pose in itself is a balance pose but when you revolve it oh yeah all of a sudden you're shifting everything and it's just really really hard yeah I think that revolved poses in general because we spend so much time in balance poses talking about dristy and then when we take and twist it we also twist our dristy and sometimes for most of us (laughs) that really takes the 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 whole game out of it because we've moved our dristy to what's comfortable to something that is twisted right mm-hmm. it just makes it yeah. that much trickier yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it is um you know one thing that i in fact i'm doing it in class tonight uh, but a lot of times i'll have them close their eyes and we flow from tadasana to warrior one to warrior two and we do it very deliberately and i give them cues for different arms and different way of holding maybe a mudra and it is so hard to do richard who was one of my instructors that you met he teaches a whole blindfold class I love that. Yeah. And people are kind of intimidated by it, but oh my gosh, they look like they have just won a triathlon when they're finished. Yeah. Oh, I I think that's a fantastic (laughs) idea because it literally, it's a game changer, right? Because Mm -hmm. we're so dependent on our sight and we're so dependent on all of our senses when we're working through balance poses and life and life balance, right? But I mean, like the, the same is true when we flip it out of standing balance poses to arm balance poses. And now we've added a 
whole nother layer because that dristy is is sometimes inverted. Our dristy is sometimes looking, you know, way far forward in front of us when our hands are below us and our inclination is to look at our safety net, which is our hands. But we don't realize that by keeping our gaze forward, we're actually helping the structure of the posture as though we set a tripod down on the ground, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's always fun to to take it and move it to the next level of arm balances mm-hmm. and playing around with things like crow or titibasana or, you know, some of our fun hand postures holding. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. it's always fun. Like last night we did Twisted Half Moon in our teacher training class. And I just think it's fantastic because, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in the balance of our life too, that we also forget that leaning on people isn't bad, right? And this is where mm-hmm. props come into conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking, oh, I have to do all of this on my own. Like I have to balance everything all by myself, right? We forget that that balance in life says, no, there's actually people around us. We have tribes of people. We have people that we can talk to about what is imbalanced in our life. We have counselors, we have doctors, we have friends and family, right? But in yoga, we also have props and make those props mm-hmm. be your friends, especially in balance pose. Using a wall is not a handicap. It's a blessing, right? Well, and it's so funny. There's so many times, especially with the advanced class, I probably use the wall more with them with any, than anyone because as soon as they think they have it mastered, if you stick people on the wall, then it's like, oh, <laughs> I like, thought my revolved one-legged big toe was perfect, but obviously it's not. <laughs> oh, and then they're like, oh, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh Uh yeah (laughs) it's like the stages of discovery right yeah i love that yeah fantastic so do you have a favorite balance pose like kind of a go-to for you so standing balance i really enjoy a straight up tree but playing around like you say with arm variations with foot variations with dristy variations for Mm -hmm. uh, a hand balance i really do love hurdler's pose like it's just one of my favorites so mm-hmm. I, I guess I would say those two I do love Pincha Mayurasana the forearm stand as well so mm-hmm. I would say you could throw in crane I think that's a beautiful posture too mm-hmm. I, there's so many fun ones to play around with that if you can get yourself past the worry of leaning on a wall you can really explore some amazing balance poses what about you mm-hmm. what are your favorites I like as far as just a straight up standing, I like balancing pigeon a lot and one legged big toe. I like both of those a lot. As far as arm balances, and I was wondering if your hurdler pose is the same as my flying splits. Might be. Uh, Similar, maybe. I think your Mm -hmm. flying splits comes out of a crow though, doesn't it? No, you've got your hamstring on one tricep and the other arms extended straight back. Okay. Yep. So then that's that's similar. That sounds about right. I wrote wrote it down. I was like, hurdler. I wonder if that's a flying split, but it is. I bet it sounds sounds very similar because one is Mm -hmm. underneath and then one leg is out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I I like flying. I like flying pigeon also. Yeah. Beautiful. The, um, yeah. Yeah. So I like flying lizard a lot. Lovely. So I do love them. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately I think if we're going to bring ourselves back around to full circle, you said you have a prescription for balance. I do. Um, these are some seven and actually if anyone wants to look this up, I found this on uh, Chopra.com, seven tips for the mind-body balance. And I just thought it was great because I was writing down some, you know, tips that you and I've talked about.
about before, things that we talk about in class. And I was just Googling online to see if anyone had written something like that up. And Oprah had something that was great. And I thought, you know, instead of reinventing the wheel, let's just give them credit. <laughs> go with right that. <laughs> but anyway, the first one is take time each day to quiet your mind and meditate. And I think that is rightly positioned as the very first one, because if you can spend time quieting your mind and meditating, everything else kind of just balances out, don't you think? A hundred percent, hundred percent. It was on my list. So <laughs> meditation is one of the most powerful tools for restoring that ba balance in our mind. We always think about that, but it does restore the balance in our body as well. And we kind of experience that state of restful awareness, like we're almost taking a nap, you know, but we're still more mindful than that. So it's a, a great way to help your mind grow and kind of adjust all the other imbalances in your life, but just by taking some time with that. Um, there was a study done at Massachusetts General Hospital that in as little as eight weeks of meditation, not only were people, they felt calmer, but they also produced changes in various areas of their brain, including growth in the area associated with memory, empathy, sense of self, and stress regulation. I thought Ooh, that was like pretty that. interesting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, who all walks into the kitchen now and can't remember what they went in there for. You know, we all do that. And, you know, so meditate people. Um, let's see. The second one on their list is each day eat a healthy diet that includes six Ayurvedic tastes and a wide variety of colorful fruits and vegetables. Mm, so next that. to breathing, yeah, next to breathing, eating is our most vital bodily function. And we as a society fill our plates with junk a lot because we're, we live busy lifestyles. But, you know, we've, we've talked about stuff like that before. It really isn't any faster to fill your plate with, you know, junk than it is just to take a little bit of time to prep and, you know, better foods for your body. A simple way to make sure that you're getting a balanced diet, like I mentioned earlier, sweet, salty, sour, pungent, bitter, and astringent in each meal. The typical American diet tends to be dominated by the sweet, sour, and salty tastes. Like those are kind of the main flavors of a hamburger. We do need these tastes, but they lower our metabolism, especially if eaten in excess. The pungent, bitter, and astringent tastes, on the other hand, are anti-inflammatory and increase our metabolism. These tastes are found in foods like radishes, ginger, mustard, pepper, spinach, mushrooms, tea, lentils, lettuce. Um, you can find a lot more information about the six tastes um, on the Chopra website. And probably um, for you guys that don't know this, Tanya does teach an Ayurvedic class that is incredible. And so you can find out if you want to I've been begging her to do one online just for me. So we should maybe all, uh, everyone jump on here and do it with me. And then you and I'll take her class. So Tanya's got a wealth of knowledge when it comes to anything Ayurvedic. The third one is move your body, engage in daily exercise. And that doesn't mean just, we talk yoga a lot, but that doesn't mean just yoga, but also get outside, go on a walk, you know, do something. If you do yoga, you know, only yoga, make sure you're doing something with power that you're also working on building the strength of the muscles as well. Take time for a restful sleep. I have been sleeping incredible lately. You know, I told you about my apothecary adaptogens that I've been using. I have been 
having the most amazing dreams. I mean, we need to do a whole podcast on my crazy dreams I've had lately. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's important to get restful sleep. And what I've been taking with Apothecary is called Do Not Disturb. And it's not anything that it doesn't work on your body like melatonin does because you don't want to take melatonin all the time or your body will quit producing as much melatonin. But anyway, so find something that will help you get good night's sleep. The next one is release emotional toxins. Ooh, that one's hard. Ah, that's a trick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes we like to carry those emotional toxins around with us. They're almost like a little comforting teddy bear, but we got to get rid of that crap. Yep, we do. Mm -hmm. Um, Cultivate loving relationships. And I know that one sounds easy. People are like, well, I've got, you know, my husband or my wife or my kids, but you know, how often do we really cultivate those? A lot of times we take those relationships, especially the ones closest to us for granted. Yep. And so helping cultivate that helps balance your brain and also enjoy a good belly laugh at least once a day. So just listen to all of our podcasts over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) I love what they say about this one from the scientific perspective. Laughter is an elegant mind-body phenomena that produces the production of stress hormones and boosts the immune system. I love that. It's an elegant mind-body phenomenon. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. So the moral of the story is, is find some balance in your life. However, you need to do it. We gave you a seven key recipe. But the other thing is remember that you don't have to carry it and balance it all on your own. So if you need to seek out and talk to somebody, find somebody to talk to and know that doing some yoga, literally finding some physical balanced postures with a hand on the wall or whatever it is to start building the strength from the ground up is going to help you create balance in your life as well. I love that. And that is so true. Have any books to recommend? I do think that I would throw in the Ayurveda beginner's guide if you want to talk about the six tastes that one should have every day. Your Body Speaks Your Mind. That's a good one that you and I both have read. That one's a good one. There is a Louise Hay book, Heal Your Body. Heal That's Your Body is a fantastic book. It's all on energetics. Yeah, it certainly will elude and help with your balance. It's definitely an energy medicine book that I love. I love it. Very true. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I am Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas. On a Pod, signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.